0: Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about learning. Um I did a lesson in the past about school. I've done a lesson about colleges and universities. I think I even did a short English lesson about back to school but this lesson is about learning in general. This English lesson is about learning that maybe some of you do where you're not in school. Uh you're not a student anymore and you're just learning uh something new in your life. So, this lesson about learning will kind of cover all of the vocabulary words and phrases that I didn't cover in those other two lessons. A lesson just about learning in general. I know a lot of you are adults and you spend quite a bit of time learning English because you've decided that in your life you wanted to learn another language and there are many things that people learn as they go through life and we'll talk about some of them in this English lesson. Hey, I do wanna thank everybody who is here in the chat already. Uh, most of all, I wanna to thank Todd and Dave for being here and moderating the chat for us to keep it nice and uh civil is the word that I like to use. Remember, please use the chat to have English conversations between yourself uh and if you do have a question, you can use the form there will be a link that you can click to ask a question but please do make sure it's on the topic of learning, okay? If you want to ask a question about something else, maybe save that for tomorrow's live stream where I take questions and I answer a wide variety of questions from everybody. I do wanna say hi to Madi and Julia Olise. I know Lolly Lolly is here. Tony is here. Ricardo is here. Norma. I know Rachel Ting is here. Let me just keep scrolling back. Corey Jay is here. Uh, just a big shout out to all my regulars, I call them, uh, my members. Uh, Lee Smith is here as well. Stephanie is having her coffee. Key Park, of course, is here. And if I miss your name, I apologize. But hello to everyone who is here, as well as all the other people who are joining. Hi to Mulbarak. Hi to Antonio. Hi to Yuki. It's good to see people here uh, to just learn a little bit more English. Um, I was going to say one other thing. I can't remember. Oh, yes, I did mention it, but there will be um, a live lesson tomorrow as well at 11 a.m., and I think it will go well. Today's lesson might be a little bit short, about five or 10 minutes shorter than normal, um, which is kind of ironic because I don't actually have to leave at the end of the lesson for work. Our school is actually uh, moving to remote learning starting today. I think there must be one or two cases of COVID maybe in our school or maybe uh, with people close to our school. So, I I don't need to rush out. So, we should have lots of time. I hope. We'll see. Uh, Let's get started. When you uh, decide you want to learn something new. In English, sometimes we use the phrasal verb to take up. So, for instance, I've always thought it would be fun to take up guitar or take up the guitar. The second phrase with the in it is probably more formal and correct but I could say, uh, did you hear Uncle Joe has taken up the guitar or Aunt Susie has taken up tennis. So, again, I'm using the past tense there Um, but when you use the phrasal verb to take up, Uh, Wait, that's not the past tense. He has taken up. That's a that's a present tense. Sorry. The past tense would be last week, Uncle Joe took up tennis. So, there we go. What a weird verb, eh? Anyways, um when you decide you want to start something new, we sometimes use this phrasal verb to describe it. You could also say um you know, Frank started learning English or Frank took up learning English. Um you could say um Yeah, I I keep using musical instruments but it works with sports. It works with um any kind of musical instrument. It works with any kind of hobby or activity. Um maybe someday I'll take up knitting. I'll learn to knit. Then I can make my own mittens and woolen hats but we'll see. There is uh this phrase and this comes from the world of education. So, Brent from American English with this guy will be familiar with this. I saw Brent in the chat earlier. Um We encourage people to be lifelong learners. We know that you can learn a lot of things when you're in elementary school or what we call grade school in Canada. You can learn a lot when you're in high school and you can learn a lot in college or university but we encourage people to be lifelong learners. To continually learn new things because they know that it's good for the brain. It's really good to always learn something new. Um, It's healthy to learn new things and it can be very very exciting as well. So, you'll see this uh, uh, elderly lady is taking a class with some younger people. She has probably decided that she wants to learn something new and so she is definitely a lifelong learner. Sometimes, you need to learn new things because you want to make a career change. I know many people who are learning English with me and on other YouTube channels have a job but they want to improve their English so they can get a different job. They want to make a career change and they know that learning English is a way to do it. You can also learn new things uh, to make a career change in other fields. If I didn't like teaching, I could maybe learn more things about how computers work and then make a career change and become a computer programmer or work in the computer field. So, sometimes people learn new things because they want to make a career change. Um I've never done this. I went to university to become a teacher and I've been a teacher my whole life but you know, I've had other small jobs on the side including YouTube now. That's kind of become a job for me. When you decide that you want to make a career change or maybe just when you are interested in something, you might take a night class Or you might go to night school. I use the term night class more often than night school, but a night class is something, is a class you go to at night. Our local colleges uh, have a lot of different night classes available, and they are classes that are available for people of any age. Okay, so it doesn't matter how old you are. You can see this class here is filled with people of all different ages. Um, and night classes commonly are for things like how to use the computer, learning another language, learning a skill or activity. There are a lot of night classes where you can learn to uh, do different things outside in the winter. So sometimes people take a night class to learn how to do a new recreational activity. So, night classes are classes that take place at night. So, if you have a job and you want to be a lifelong learner, You don't have to quit your job in order to learn something new. You can just take a night class or go to night school. Um, Sometimes, we call it training and it's kind of hard to um, say what the difference is between a night class, a class or training except that in some jobs, you need training in order to do the job. Even for myself, I went to university to learn to be a teacher But every once in a while, I have training. We'll have a day where someone comes in to do training to teach us how to do something new. Um my brothers and sisters have different jobs. Um they work in the medical field. They work in the computer field and sometimes they'll say that they need to go and get training. So, their boss will say, hey, can you go and take this course? You need to get training so you can do something new. So, Many of you probably have this. I know some of you are nurses. Some of you are professionals and what you learned in university isn't enough. Every year, you need to learn new things. So, you go for training. Um sometimes, you have on the job training. This is my favorite kind of training. So, if I back up, sometimes you go somewhere to get training but sometimes people come to your place of work and they train you there or you learn from someone else who's who does the same job. So, you have on the job training. In schools, sometimes a student teacher will come to the school and work alongside a a teacher who has taught for many years and then they will receive some on the job training. They'll learn how to do the job while doing the job. That's kind of I think one of the best ways to learn something new. Uh, is to get on the job training. Sometimes, in order to learn something, people do an apprenticeship. An apprenticeship is very similar to on the job training. Um, but for us in Canada, it refers usually to people who work in what are called the trades. If you wanna be a carpenter or a plumber or a bricklayer, generally, you will do an apprenticeship. So, that's how we talk about it. You do an apprenticeship. And what that means is you are hired by someone who is a plumber or carpenter or bricklayer and they teach you how to do the job while you're doing the job. It's similar to on-the-job training in some ways, but it's a little bit different because usually at the end of an apprenticeship you get a certificate saying that you are now qualified to do that job. Um there are many different ways to learn new things. One of the ways is to take an online course. There are many many people in the world right now offering online courses. Uh in fact, I I find it a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Uh you can take an online course to learn how to play guitar. You can take an online course to learn English. You can take an online course uh to learn how to be a tourist when you visit a city. I didn't really realize that but if I wanted to visit Paris, I could take an online course that teaches me how to go to Paris as a tourist and visit that city. That would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Yes, for sure. Hey, let's look at a few questions. Um let's uh let's see here. Brent from American English in the chat is saying, teacher workshops are the worst. (laughs) Uh Brent, I love teacher workshops because of the in-between time. I don't always like the workshop itself but I like the times in between because sometimes you just get to can I use hobnob? Is that an old? Hobnob is when you stand around and talk with people and drink coffee but uh, yes, let me get to the actual questions for a second here. Um let's see here. Let's see. Leo. Leo says, would you use the word Eureka after having learned something suddenly? Um, I wouldn't personally. I think I have yelled Eureka but I think we use that word as a little bit of a joke. Um we yell Eureka. Um I'm not sure who the original person was. It's the bathtub guy, right? Um let me see here. Who said Eureka? Oh, Archimedes said Eureka. Hopefully, I said that properly. Yes, when he realized that when he sat in the tub, the water he displaced was equal In volume to the to his body, Yeah, don't don't learn uh don't learn science and physics from me. Uh but yes, Leo, sometimes we say it just for fun. Um Vito, hi, Bob. Do you think remote learning can impact kids socialization and development? Well, I think when we talk about kids in general, we forget that there's a wide variety of personalities. I think for some students, remote learning is awesome. I know that I have some students that love it and it doesn't take away from their socialization and development because they already have friends online and they talk to people online and they're very social just digitally but I do know for some students, it is not very good for them. Uh I know like I said, our school is remote as of today. Um I'm not sure all the details um but we probably had a case of COVID or maybe someone close to the school did so we're remote. For a third of our students or half, I think it will be fine. For the other third or half, I think it's quite difficult. So, um and then Vito, I just keep reminding myself that this is temporary. That hopefully in a few months we're back to normal and everyone can just uh not feel too bad. Let's see here. Um Yo-yo from Taiwan says, Hi teacher Bob, I have no question, but I just want to tell you one thing. Learning English with your channel is very interesting. Well, thanks, Yo-Yo. I'm not going to talk about my YouTube channel, but I will talk about YouTube in general. I learn so many things on YouTube. If I don't know how to do something, the first place I look is YouTube. Um, in my old truck. Um I I wanted to know how to get the radio out of the dash. So, you go to YouTube. How to remove the radio from a Nissan Pathfinder. So, thanks for the compliment, Yo-Yo. And uh yes, YouTube is a cool place. If you wanna know just little things, you can learn it quickly. Someone will show it to you. Um let's see here. Next question from Ricardo. When you put our brain learning, we don't need to be worried about memory faults because it's working hard. Do you agree? Yes. I think that mistakes The key to success is the willingness to make mistakes and then to figure out why that mistake happened so that it doesn't happen again. Learning without mistakes, I think, isn't very efficient. I think you always need to make mistakes. Um I I love when I can make mistakes and learn new things and then find out why I made the mistake for sure. Let's see here. Ario says, hello, Mr. Bob. Could you please tell me how to learn English at home? Thank you. Well, there's a few things, Ario. First of all, reading in English and watching things in English is completely free if you want it to be and easy to do with the internet. So, there are many, many YouTube English teachers um, and there are many places on the internet where you can read the news and other things. I always recommend people read simple Wikipedia. So, there's Wikipedia but there's a simple language version as well. Very easy for people learning English. When it comes to um uh writing and speaking though, you might need to get a tutor. You might need to hire someone to help you, are you? I I think I've mentioned that before. Uh let's see here. Next question from Andrew. Hi, Bob. I hope you're doing well. How to learn vocabulary and grammar effectively. Well, first of all, find a book or video that teaches you the grammar concept and then try to use it as much as possible in writing or in speech afterwards. I'm just going to check audio for a sec everybody. Yes, everything is working fine. So, I think that's critical. Um, with French, when I have a conversation with my French friend, before the conversation, I mentally say, I'm going to try and use these verb tenses today when I talk to my friend. So, that's very important to do. Uh, in terms of vocabulary, the same thing. Try to use new vocabulary at least the day after you learn it and a couple days after you learn it in a written sentence or when you are speaking. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Um Natalia says, are these proverbs popular in Canada? The belly teaches all arts. Nope, not popular. Um fool t- Oh, flog a dead horse. No, not very popular. I'm familiar with them but not very popular. It's never too late to learn and their equivalents are popular here. The last one where we say it's never too late to learn. Um we don't say that exactly but we do say things like it's never too late to start. It's never too late to learn something new or you learn something new every day. Um but the first two I think are older Natalia and not super familiar to me. Uh next question from Ashraf, hello teacher. Can we say in-class learning and virtual learning? So, we say in-person learning and remote learning but your phrases are not incorrect, okay? There are a number of different ways to talk about how students learn. So, we have started using the terms remote learning. So, my school went remote today. As of today, my school is remote. My students will be doing remote learning. Yesterday, we were doing in-person learning. We were at school but in-class learning works as well and virtual learning works as well. Both mean pretty much the same thing. Um let me see here. Just checking the time. Yes, let's do a couple more questions and then we'll get back to the lesson. Um next question from Jarek is a grammar question so I'm gonna skip it. Um you says hi. (laughs) Thanks you. Uh, Next question is a grammar question. So, I'm going to skip it as well. And here's a question from Naomi. Oh, sorry. I think I'm getting the wrong question there. One sec here. There we go. Sorry for flashing those all on the screen. And again, I only answer questions related to the lesson today. If you do have a broader question about English, come back tomorrow and ask it then. Naomi says, hi teacher Bob. What skill do you think we should learn most? Thank you so much. Kindness. I think being kind to others is the most important skill. I don't know if it's something you can learn after a certain age but uh certainly I know that's not the answer you are looking for Naomi but I think kindness um is just one of the most important skills to have. Um after that, funny you should ask. I still recommend people learn to type really quickly. Um it's a really cool skill to have. I learned to type really fast when I was a teenager and I'm still super happy that I learned to do that because it really helps in my job and answering comments under on YouTube videos. So, it's really nice to be able to type quickly. Um let's see here. Next question. So Taiho says, what do you take up in school? Have a great day. So this question can mean a number of things. Um in school, students take up a lot of different things. And it can refer to taking a class, but it can also refer to learning a sport. So I'm not sure, Ty, exactly what you mean, but the subjects we teach in school are things like math and English and history and French and geography and science. Um but the activities students do at school are things like volleyball or basketball or badminton. So, students can take up badminton. They can take up basketball. They can learn any one of those things. Um let me see here. Oh, I should give a shout out to Rod, the Brazilian English teacher who's here. I see him over in the chat. Chatting away. Hi, Rod. Hope you're having a good day. And I see Norma here as well. So, that's cool. Um let's see here. So, Potato from dictatorship says, hi, dear teacher Bob. What was the most favorite thing which you were learning and what is a thing which you want to learn in the future? Thanks in advance. So, I made a couple corrections when I read that. Um one of the most favorite things that I learned was the French language. I still love learning new words and phrases in French um and I think I will continue to like learning that for the rest of my life but I don't play a musical instrument. And I've always thought it would be fun to take up piano or to learn to play the piano. So, maybe someday in the future when I have a bit more time, I might learn to play the piano. Okay, let's get back to the lesson. Where are we here? There we go. So, there are many ways to learn new things. One way is to take an online course and as I mentioned, there are many types of online courses. You can also be self-taught. I have a friend who plays guitar, but he never took guitar lessons. He never took a class to learn to play the guitar. He doesn't even know how to read music because he is self taught. He bought a guitar when he was 13 or 14 years old, and he just taught himself how to play the guitar. So he is self taught. There are many people who are self taught. You could say, if you are learning English, By reading books and watching YouTube videos that you are self-taught. You are teaching yourself English. Maybe you don't have a teacher or a tutor. Maybe you aren't taking a class. You are simply teaching yourself the English language. So, many people are self-taught. It is a common phrase to use when talking about musical instruments. You might say, wow, he really plays the piano well. Where did he take lessons? And someone could say, oh, he didn't. He's self-taught. He taught himself how to play the piano. Um I'm self-taught a little bit in how the things I know how to do on the computer. But I do usually read a lot and watch a lot of YouTube videos. So, there are other people helping me. Um when you're self-taught, you might buy a study guide. So, a study guide is a book that helps you learn something Many of you will be familiar with English study guides. I know some of you take English tests. You take the TOEFL or the IELTS. By the way, I don't even know if I'm saying those correctly but I call it the TOEFL and the IELTS test and there's a Cambridge uh, assessment of English test as well. Um, and I know there are other ones and before you take a test, sometimes uh you find it useful to buy a study guide. A study guide tells you things about the test. And helps you study so that you can do well when you take the test. So, a study guide is a very handy thing to have. Sometimes, viewers will say, Bob, how do I prepare for my TOEFL test? Or how do I prepare for my IELTS? And I often recommend them that they buy a study guide uh, or that they find someone who can help uh, them get prepared for the test. But study guides work really well. Sometimes a study guide comes with a workbook or exercise book. In French, we would probably call it a cahier. Um, A workbook is different than a study guide in that a workbook will have exercises in it. So, an exercise. Let me see how big I can make this. Not very big. Um, An exercise, a workbook or exercise book will have things you can practice, and then usually at the back of the workbook there will be the answers. So, you can do the exercise. You can fill in the blanks. You can write the sentences. You can conjugate the verbs in a an English learning exercise book. Uh, and then from that, you can decide whether you've gotten things right or wrong. So, um, you might buy a study guide. You might get a workbook and in that workbook, there might be exercises. By the way, um these aren't books I necessarily recommend. These are just pictures. I don't really know much about study guides or workbooks. Someone suggested though that I should buy some English learning study guides and then I should make a video where I tell you if I think it's a good one or not. I don't know if I'm gonna do that. Maybe Brent wants to do that. Maybe Brent and I should do that together. Maybe that's that would be a good collaboration. I don't know if Brent's still here. Uh, may I'll I'll send him an email but maybe someday I'll do that. Maybe I'll order some English study guides and then review them and make a video letting you know which ones are the best. Um when you are learning things, you might keep a notebook or a journal. You might take notes. You might make notes. You might write down some notes. When I was in university, I would go to class and I would take notes while the professor was talking I would write things down. I would take notes. Um I would do let's see. So, take and make with notes kind of mean the same thing. I often say take notes but I have heard people say, oh, I need to make some notes or I need to make a note of that. That's kind of a common thing. If I don't want to forget something, I'll make a note of it. That means that I write it down. Um let me see where I am. Four minutes. Okay. Um Or you might simply keep what's called a journal. A journal is similar to a notebook. Technically, journaling is when you write something down at the end of the day. But you could say that you have a journal as well. I do recommend for people learning English that you keep a journal. That at the end of your day, you you write down some of the things that you learned that day in English. Some of the words, some of the phrases, etc. Uh, let's see here. Um, you might hire a private tutor. So a private tutor um, can give you lessons for almost anything. It depends, though, on what you are learning. If you wanted to practice your English, we would say you should hire a private tutor. We might call them a conversation partner. Or you might call them a teacher. We wouldn't call them a private teacher though. We don't really use that phrase in English but definitely you might hire a private tutor. These private tutors I think are on Preply um, which is one of those cool websites where you can find someone to practice English with or any other language. There is a link below in the description if you're interested in Preply. Um, And you can then meet online or in person, okay? So, there's a couple ways. To meet someone if you hire a private tutor. So, if you decided that you wanted to practice your English, you could hire a private tutor and then you could meet that private tutor either online. So, via Skype or FaceTime or Zoom. I think Zoom is the most popular now. Um or you might meet uh, them in person. They might say, hey, let's meet at this coffee shop once a week for 30 minutes and we'll practice English. Um so, those those are the two ways. Again, going back to the question about school. When we talk about school, we usually say um, students are either learning in person or they're learning remotely. So, slightly different terminology but uh similar in kind of this what we're trying to communicate there. Um and you can have lessons. So, a lesson is any small piece of learning. If you watch one of my YouTube videos, it's a lesson. You are right now watching an English lesson uh, about learning, okay? When you hire a private tutor, they might just have a conversation with you or they might actually have a lesson. They'll teach you certain things about the English language. When you learn to play the piano, you have piano lessons. So, you go once a week and you meet with your piano teacher and you have a piano lesson. Let's uh make a small change here. Give me one second to get to my settings. We're going to go into um members only chat mode. So, this is something that uh we do with every single live lesson. If you are one of the people in the chat with your name in green, that means that at one point, you clicked the join button below and you decided to support my channel. So, first of all, thank you for being members. If you are a member. Uh you can now ask questions directly in the chat. Wherever the chat is on your screen. Uh and I'm going to continue answering questions from the submission form. Uh let me see here. Um there's a lot of questions not on topic. So, I am skipping questions. Um just so that we can make sure we're all thinking the same thing. So, I'll do Ruslan's question and then Ricardo from the chat. Ruslan says, Hi, dear teacher Bob. What was the specialty you studied in university? What what would it be if you were to choose it again? So, I studied um, education, French, and American history. Even though I'm Canadian, I minored in American history. Uh so, I don't know if that was useful but it certainly was fascinating. Uh, If I was to go again, I would probably major in computer science. I really enjoy computer science or media studies. One of those two. Over to Ricardo from the chat. Teacher Bob, the information technology field is dynamic. If you don't, oh, if you aren't up to date with your studies, you will stay behind or get behind, Ricardo. What do you think? Yes. So, Ricardo, I teach a computer class at high school and about 25% of the class, every year or two, I just throw away and then I create new lessons because things change so quickly. Even doing YouTube, there's always new things to learn about how to do it well. So, 100%, that field, the information technology field, Ricardo, moves very quickly. That's another way we describe it. Things change very fast. Key Park says, I learned a lot of things in in my decades career, decades long career but now I learned something new just for fun. I took up piano just half a year ago. I would like to be a lifelong learner. That's awesome. I'm a bit jealous, Key Park. I would really like to learn to play a musical instrument. Um I think because I can type fast, I should be able to play piano. But maybe I should find someone to give me piano lessons so I can learn. Uh Madi says, "Hi, Bob. Have you taken any online classes?" Little fix there, Madi. Have you taken any online classes? No, I. I think if I did take a class, I would want to go in person but some of the classes I would like to take are only offered as online classes. So, we'll see. Um right now, I'm a little busy. A little too busy to take classes but someday, if I take classes, I'm sure it will be a mix of the two. Semra says, I like learning. That's awesome. I think Semra, A lot of the people who are here in these live lessons love learning. So, it's just awesome to see so many people who like learning something new uh, all in one place. Uh Lubika says, I am here and I am enjoying this lesson. (laughs) Thanks, Lubika. That's awesome. Backing up, I missed Corey J's question. Hi, Bob. What was the most rewarding experience as a teacher with your students? The most rewarding experience a teacher can have is when a student comes back a few years after graduating and thanks you for something that you don't even remember saying or teaching them. So there's been a few times in my life where a student who's now 25 or 30 I run into them and they say I really enjoyed this part of your class and and you don't even remember because you know my memory of everything I taught is kind of a blur, right? So it's fun when former students That's how we refer to students who are older. We say former students when they come back and mention something they liked about your class. Uh let's see here. Julia Olis. Hello, dear teacher. Please tell me, is there a difference between journal and diary? I've been trying to keep a sort of diary in English but it was hard. So, no. A diary is definitely a book where at the end of the day, you write down some things that happened that day or you write down your thoughts. A journal is almost exactly the same thing. Um I think there might be a slight difference that you know sometimes teenagers have a diary and they keep a lot of really personal information in it. Whereas an adult would more likely say that they're keeping a journal. That they have a journal and they write something in it every day. Uh let's see here. Let me just back up to make sure I haven't missed anything. Um and let me switch up this question. And jump down to Rod I think is next. Rod says, sorry, dear Mr. Bob. I was a bit late today. I hope you're well. I'm Rod. I hope you are too. After some time now, do you have any preference between in-person or remotely or have you already gotten the hang of it? Thank you. As a teacher, I like in-person better but I find teaching remotely, I think I've learned to do it well. I think it took a little while to get used to. Um I think though if I was a student, I would prefer in-person learning. So, It's tricky. I find that in-person learning when I'm at school, when I'm teaching in person, it's a lot easier to plan and it's a lot easier to monitor how well students are doing. It's a little tricky when you're doing remote. Let's see here. Uh Semra says, thanks for the answer, Bob. That's awesome for me. No problem. Corey J. I just wanted to share my most effective methods of learning from trial and error and repetition again and again. Repetition is the mother of learning. Thanks a lot for your teaching and your kindness. No problem, Corey J. Uh, je suis d'accord. I agree with you. I think the problem with repetition is that it's boring but repetition is amazing. I always tell my students um the secret to getting good grades in high school in every class is to read everything twice and they're like, ah, oh, there's no way I'm gonna read everything twice but there's something about repetition that is very very helpful. It just helps you uh things stick in your brain. Um when you read something twice or write something twice or more. Uh or watch a video more than once. It's very very helpful. I know I recommend that people watch my videos two or three times. Someone once said, I do that because I wanna get more views. That's not why I do that. It's actually very effective. Um so, do You don't have to watch my videos more than once but if you're watching videos to learn English, watching the video on a Monday and then on a Wednesday and a Friday can be super effective, super helpful to to learning. I think that's why I put this lesson out in a smaller version just so you get a second go at it but yes, repetition definitely Uh, and trial and error. That's when you try something, you make a mistake, you try again, you make a mistake, you try again and it works and then you try something new and it doesn't work and then you try something new and it works. So, you keep trying new things. Let's see here. Semra talking to Rod. Awesome. Um let me get to Fyodor's question. I'm interested about homeschooling in Canada. Can you talk a little bit about that? So, in Canada, you can teach your own children at home. It's totally legal. There is no requirement that children go to school in Canada but there is a requirement that they are learning. Sometimes parents will decide to teach their own children at home. They will say, okay, I'm going to homeschool my children. They will buy all the materials online and then they will have school at home. Many people who homeschool will teach from like 7 AM till 1 or 2 and then the school day is done. Um, and I know people who actually do homeschooling or are homeschooling there's a couple ways to say that uh let me get to the next question um going to skip the next one cuz it's kind of kind of a grammar question it's not really a learning question so let me skip that one um next question from henry hi teacher bob what english dictionary or the or learning tool do you use the most thank you so for me as a french learner I use a website called Lingolia a lot because it explains all of the verb tenses and verb grammar and it actually has an English section as well. Um let me put this in the chat for people. Uh it's called Lingolia. I think it's called. There we go. Um if you do a search for that. Um that's what I use the most as a French learner. Um and it might be very handy for people learning English. It just has really good explanations of different verb tenses and those kinds of things. Let's see here. Um Julia and Corey saying, thanks. Corey says, do you use the learning by heart with your students, Bob? So, I make my students memorize some things. They need to memorize vocabulary in class. Sometimes, they'll write a play and sometimes, I let them take their paper and read the lines of the play while they're performing and sometimes I tell them they need to memorize it or learn it by heart. When you learn something by heart, it means that you have memorized it. So, sometimes. Yes, definitely. Uh let's see here. Um Dimitri says, hello, my dear teacher. How are things going? Good, Dimitri. What was the reaction of your parents when you got a bad mark at school? If so, did you get punished? have a good day. So, I didn't get punished and I did get bad grades in some classes. Um I had a couple classes where I just couldn't get above a 70% or a 60%. I actually did really bad in one of my English reading classes. It's kind of funny that I'm teaching English now, isn't it? Um but it was a literature class where we had to read Shakespeare and I didn't enjoy reading Shakespeare. And so, I got a really poor grade at the midterm. And then my parents basically said, your grade needs to be above an 85 by the end of the semester or you won't be allowed to use the computer during the summer. And so, I got my grade up to almost a 90 by the end of the semester. So, I learned to enjoy Shakespeare so that I would get a good grade. In Canada, when you take a class in high school, you get a grade halfway through the class and you get a grade at the end. So, you always have a little bit of time to improve. Uh, let me get over to my settings here for a moment, people. Just give me a sec and I will turn off members only chat. As I do that, I do wanna say once again, thank you to those who have clicked the join button below. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting my channel uh, and helping me uh buy new things, do new things, try new things and make better lessons for you. All of you are awesome. Thank you. Um let's see here. Um let's I think we'll get back to the lesson. We we have just a small handful of slides to go through yet. So, you can take lessons, piano lessons. You can take tennis lessons. You can take golf lessons. There are all kinds of lessons that you can take. You can take English lessons. Part of taking uh lessons and part of learning something new is practice and this is kind of what uh, Corey J was talking about that. Sometimes, you just need to practice and repeat things. If any of you play violin or piano, you'll know that you often need to practice. That sometimes you practice the same thing over and over again because practice makes perfect. That's a saying that we have in English. We'll often say practice makes perfect. So, the more you practice the better you will be at something. When my kids take piano lessons, they have a piano teacher but then between lessons, they have to practice during the week so that the next time they go, they can just do a good job. One of the things I find English learners maybe could do more of is practice. I know a lot of you read a lot and you watch a lot of YouTube videos but it might be a good idea to decide if you are practicing enough. Do you spend time during the week writing things out? Do you have a small workbook that can help you study? So it's good to practice. Um, there are more things to learn than just piano or tennis or golf or a new language. Um, sometimes people just want to learn how to be better people and they will buy what are called self help books. A self help book is written by someone who supposedly knows how to live a good life and they will write a book that teaches other people how to do that. I have not read very many self-help books. Um but I know that self-help books can be motivating. Self-help books can help you not just become a better person but maybe become a happier person. Um and there are many many types of self-help books in the world. There's a lot of self-help books. Um if you want to improve your English and improve yourself as a person, you could buy a self-help book. Um some of you, this is obviously Duolingo, but some of you, when you are learning something new, you will get a learning app on your phone. You will download a new app and the app will teach you new things. Um Duolingo, I think, is a great uh learning app. Some people like Duolingo and some people don't like Duolingo. I like Duolingo if it's one Of many things you are doing to practice your English and to learn English. I think it's a great tool to have in your toolbox when you are learning a language. I don't think you should only learn English by using one app but certainly if you want to learn something new there is probably a learning app that will teach you to do it. I know there are learning apps to learn guitar. There are learning apps. If you want to learn how to identify birds. There are apps that teach you how to do that. If you wanna be a bird watcher, you wanna go out and watch birds or again, if you want to learn English, there are many apps that will help you do that. Um just a few miscellaneous things here. Um when you take a course, when you are older, we usually refer to it as adult education or continuing education, okay? So, there's two names for it. Um many people who are older, sometimes when they are semi retired or retired, they will take adult education classes. Often, they are classes where you learn how to use the computer and learn how to use the internet. Something that I guess for older people can be challenging. Um but continuing education and adult education classes aren't just for really old people but they are for people who are older than university age, okay? So, if you are 30, You could take a continuing education class or an adult education class. Um sometimes you take a course or you go for training because you want certification. This is actually a certificate but the certificate basically says that you have a certain certification. Okay? So, you can have a certification to weld metal together. You can have a certification uh in plumbing and those types of things. Usually in the trades, there are different certificates you can get. You can get certified or you can get your certification. If you're confused about all different the different versions of that word, just please do look it up and read a bit about certification, being certified and getting a certificate. There you go. The certificate is the actual piece of paper just so you know. You can also Audit a class. So when you audit a class, it means you take the class, but you don't have to do any work. You just listen. So I have a friend who actually audits a class once a year at the local university. He's actually 62 years old, but he enjoys auditing a class. That means he goes and listens. He doesn't have to do any work, he doesn't have to write any papers. He just audits the class because he's interested in the class. He audited a class about the environment. So, he wanted to learn more about pollution and how to protect the environment. So, he audited a class at the local university. Basically means he went to the class just for fun and he enjoyed learning a few new things. And sometimes when you want to learn something new, it's good to join a club. Um, clubs are awesome places to perfect your newfound skills. So maybe you have started to play chess, you've taken up chess, and you decide you're really good at it. Well, you might join a chess club like these gentlemen did, and then you will play against other people. There are language learning clubs when there's no COVID. Right now, there probably aren't any, but you can join clubs where you can go and just practice your English. Um, There are what are called meetups now. So, there's a website called meetup and there's a few other ones where you can find groups of people who are meeting in your local town or city um, to talk about and learn certain things. So, there might be a meetup for people who are learning how to be YouTubers or a meetup for people who play chess or a meetup for people who are bird watchers. So, clubs are certainly really cool places Uh, to go if you are learning a new skill or if you have taken up a new hobby. So, as I mentioned, this is a bit of a shorter lesson today. I am going to answer questions uh, for the next ten minutes or so from the submission form Um, but uh, I have gone through all the slides that I had. Let me get to my questions and we'll go from there. I did wanna scroll up though because I know Key Park was mentioning that they practice piano. And Ricardo was saying that he practices studies English every day. So, two people um from the chat who are just doing a lot of practice. It's always good to practice for sure. Uh let me scroll down here and see. Thought I saw another name. Oh, Natalia Illusion is here. So, Natalia, uh, I think I used two of Natalia's comments in my other uh YouTube videos this week on my other channel. Natalia has a, a really good sense of humor. So, sometimes. It's fun to use her comments. Hi, Natalia. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's get to the question. Um, next question is from Katerina. Um, sunny day, dear teacher Bob. Do you think to be tutored privately is better than to study at school? I wish you warm and sweet weekends. I think a private tutor can be expensive. That is the drawback. But learning something like English from a private tutor is I think the best way to learn English. I think the only thing it doesn't help you with is having conversations in a group of people which can be very difficult but it's the most expensive but um, it's very effective. Taking a class to learn English is very good as well but during that class, you'll have less conversations with the teacher. If you have your own private tutor, uh, you will have a lot more conversation with the person who is teaching you. Uh Corey says, hi, dear teacher. Do businesses in Canada receive government assistance to encourage them to train apprentices? Thanks. So, two things, Corey. First, thank you for using the word apprentice. When you take, when you do an apprenticeship, you are an apprentice, okay? That is the name for the person. Uh, and the second thing, Corey, is yes, the government of Canada, depending on the industry, there are programs available to help people pay interns or apprentices. An intern is another type of apprentice. So, people do internships or apprenticeships and there is money available. Even for our farm, if we wanted to help someone learn how to grow flowers, there is money available uh, to help us and help them do an apprenticeship together. So, yes. Let's see here. Next question from M Ramadan says, is there any difference between the way of learning when you are a student or teacher especially in English subjects. Thank you. Um I it's hard to say like one thing I will say is every teacher is different. What I've noticed um in my experience learning French when I hired people on Preply to practice my French. Um I think there were about four or five different people that I tried and then eventually I found two that were just awesome and really helpful for me. So, I think, yeah, you're just looking to um, really find a good match if you're looking for someone uh, to teach. Um, Yeah, and then is there any difference way of learning when you are a student or teacher? So, when you're doing English, most English teachers focus on the big four, right? Reading, writing, listening, speaking. Um, If you are taking a class that only focuses on reading and it's not doing any of the other three, I would say that's not a great class. So, the different ways of learning should always include those four things. Let's see here. Cristiano says, I'd like to know if it's extremely necessary to live in the country that only speak English to become fluent and why." So, Cristiano, when you're learning a language, oh, I should say thanks to Ricardo Lucia for becoming a member. Thanks, Ricardo, you're awesome. Uh, welcome to the Bob the Canadian family. I don't have a special name for members, but welcome welcome. Um Cristiano, when you're learning a language, you can learn to a certain level and then you kind of hit a plateau or a ceiling and it's hard to improve without living in a country where people speak that language. You can become very good at speaking a language without living in an English-speaking country but if you do find it, if you do find the time to live there, you will find it just enormously helpful. So, yes, I like I have never lived in a French-speaking country but my French is pretty good but what I have done is I've spent a number of hours speaking with French people practicing my French using Skype or FaceTime. So, um I think technology has made it a little easier uh to learn a language without living in a country but it's still very helpful to go there. Um Alper. What do you think about the easiest way to improve vocabulary? Read a lot, write down new words and use those words in writing or in your conversations um, as much as possible right after you learn them. Uh, let's see here. Uh Siedi says, when I speak, I feel like I stammer or stutter. How do I make more confident sir? Practice. So, as we go back to the comment that practice uh repetition is important. You have to find someone who You are calm so that you have to find a private tutor who makes you calm and helps you practice English conversations with lower stress so that you are more comfortable having conversations later. That's what I would say. Rod, the Brazilian English teacher says, Mr. Bob, first off, have a great day. Do you think remote learning is now something to stay even after the pandemic ends? Thanks so much, sir. I think so. I think you might see new types of schools that focus on online learning. Um remain, some of them have become very popular and they might remain popular. I think so. I actually got a job offer from an online school that is, it was an online school before the pandemic and they they have a lot of students now because of the pandemic. Um and they're looking for teachers. I'm not going to do it but it was, I felt. Proud that they asked me. So, uh let's see here. Lubika says, I am over 50 years old and you know, the older I am, the harder learning is for me but I do not give up. I like your lessons. I think Lubika, your determination will help you be a good learner no matter how old you are. So, I like it that you said, I do not give up. So, don't give up. Just keep doing it. Um it will all be worth it, I think. I think it's just good for your brain and your person. Uh, Let me see here. Um so, here's a good question. Alexi says, hi, Bob. Do you think handwriting and making notes when you're learning is still very important in the time of computers and gadgets? To a certain degree, yes. Um I do say that though knowing that if I took a course, I would take all my notes on the computer. Um there's some advantages to that but I do think handwriting still has its place. I know for some people, it's very convenient, it's very quick, and it's very easy. I still handwrite once in a while when I wanna get ideas out quickly and I don't wanna find my phone or computer. It just can be super handy. Um hey, I do wanna say hi to the 534 people watching. If you're new here, please click this red subscribe button. Uh it's free. You'll get notified when I make new videos and new English lessons. Let's get back to the questions though. I have a few left. Um Danny or Dennis says, hi, dear teacher Bob. What's your favorite direction in computer science? Is this programming then? That would be your favorite language of programming. Best wishes. Um so, programming has always been my favorite uh thing about computer science. I program in PHP and I'm familiar with building um background applications for websites uh that use the MySQL or MySQL database. Um although I think that's become Maria DB or something like that. Anyways, too much technical talk and I have not learned to program in Python but people have told me I should and I can program in Java or JavaScript a little bit. It's not my favorite language but in a pinch, I can get by. Uh let's see here. Oh, let's see. Not sure. Dear teacher, could you type all your ads in large print, please? Thanks. From Vera. I think maybe Vera is talking about the question on the screen. It's not very big right now. Um I will figure out how to make that a bit bigger if that's what you are asking about. Uh let's see here. Next from Talk Italian with Arone. Hi, Bob. I always loved using the encyclopedia to learn new things. Those books are amazing and well made. Have you ever consulted one in the past? I miss browsing them. When I was a kid, I would read the encyclopedia. But here's a funny story. A man came to our house selling encyclopedias and if you paid a certain amount of money, you got one encyclopedia book per month until you had twenty-six of them. So, we got the book for the letter A and I read it and we got up to the letter J or K and then my parents <laughs> didn't, didn't have enough money. So, when I was a kid, we had an encyclopedia set that went from A to uh, I think it was K. So I know a lot of things about uh A to K, but I don't know a lot after that. So and yes, encyclopedias are cool and I still like reading my Petit Robert uh in di- dictionary. I have a uh, two different Petit Robert from Larousse. Um just love them. It's really cool to read encyclopedias and dictionaries for some people. Um Niva says, "Hi Teacher Bob, could you please shortly explain the educational system in Canada?" Do you think that it is a good system? Thank you. First of all, I think it's a good system. In Canada, students go to school around age four or five. They start junior kindergarten. Then they go to senior kindergarten. Yes, we use the German word kindergarten. Then they go to grade one through eight which we call elementary school or grade school and then from there from age thirteen or so to age seventeen or eighteen, they go to high school, grade nine through twelve, after grade 12, they go to college or university. So, that's a basic rundown of it. I think it's a good system. I think we have a fairly good educational system. We do have we actually have a lot of students that come from other parts of the world to study in Canada. So, that's a good sign. Um next question from uh Myra. Morning, teacher Bob. I hope you're doing great. I am. I'm curious about learning two languages at the same time. What advice would you give me? Thanks. Thank you a lot. Um One, if you can do it, that's awesome. Two, I could never do that. I think it would be very difficult for me to learn two languages at the same time. I think I'm comfortable enough with my ability to speak French that I could start learning another language but to learn two at the same time, I would find challenging. Many people do it though, Myra. Um so, I wish you all the best. I have no advice but um good luck. I think you can, it will do well. And then, oh, here's Andre's question. I have to learn two foreign languages at the same time. Is there is there any advice on that? I don't have any advice except if I was to do it, I would compartmentalize when I learn each language. I would probably learn one language on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays and then learn the other language on Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, or Sundays. Um because I think if I tried to learn two languages on the same day, that would be really challenging. So if I did it, I would split my week in two for sure. Um, Kwok says, How do you think about German? Or what do you think about German? Maybe someday I'll learn a bit of German, but it is not high on my list of languages to learn. Sorry about that. Um, but it certainly sounds cool. And I because my parents um came from Holland and speak Dutch. Some of the German sounds sound familiar to me. They remind me of um hearing my grandparents speak Dutch in the kitchen when they would visit. Let's see here. Um yeah, just let me double check where I am on the questions. I think I'm done the questions. Yes, I am done the questions. So, let's pop this up. Couple things to say. First of all, if you're one of the 533 people watching and you're not a subscriber, please click here. It's free, and you'll get notified when I do new English lessons. There will be an English Q and A lesson tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come for that if you're interested. Some of the questions I skipped today. If you come back tomorrow and ask them, hopefully I get to them. I do want to thank Todd and Dave for being here and uh, helping out in the chat, keeping things civil. And just thank you again to all of my members. All of you who've clicked the join button below to support me. You guys are awesome. Thanks a lot. Um I'm gonna get going. I have to uh I have to start teaching in a bit but I don't have to drive to work to do it today. So, hopefully, uh things aren't too bad at our school. Um going from in-person learning yesterday to remote learning today was a little bit abrupt. When something's abrupt, it happens very quickly Um and I don't actually know all the details yet. So, we'll see. Anyways, I'll see some of you tomorrow. Thanks again for hanging out and uh do remember this lesson, a shorter version of this lesson comes out in two days. It will have automatic English subtitles. So, not perfect but really close. Um and all of the user or viewer questions will be removed. So, it makes for like a little 25 minute lesson that you can watch a second time. Uh, to just improve your English. So, look for that. Uh, there'll be a let's learn English topic learning lesson only version coming out uh, in a couple days. So, look for that. Anyways, I'm gonna say bye to a bunch of people. Bye Claudia Diaz. Bye Rod. Bye Tony. Bye Semra. Bye Corey J. Bye Julia Olis. Bye Rachel Ting. Bye Semra. Uh I know Lolly Lolly's in here somewhere. Bye Lolly Lolly. Bye Juniarto Jun. Um just scrolling back through the chat to say bye to people. Have a great day, everybody. Uh have a good weekend. Oh, bye Key Park. Bye Norma. Uh bye, everybody. I'm gonna, I should now hit the stop button. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.